This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, August the 16th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking information on all your favorite wrestlers and your favorite promotions. It's an absolutely free podcast that's brought to you daily for absolutely free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the news. Over on eWrestling News, WWE Raw ratings are officially in. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. This week's 
tonight's episode of WWE Monday Night Raw drew 1.9 million viewers on the USA Network. Now, this is up from the 1.956 million viewers the show did last week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics is reporting on these numbers. Now, in the key demo of 18 to 49, the show did a 0.53 rating, which was down from last week's 0.54. The first hour did 1.968 million with a 0.52 demo. The second hour did 2,086,000 with a 0.57. And the final hour dropped to 1.8 million with a 0.50 demo rating. Now, the show featured number one for cable shows in the night, and that's obviously in the top 150 shows in cable. For more information on all of these demographics, continue following eWrestling News, and Brandon Thurston will have more on all the details regarding the analytics in the world of professional wrestling. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Renee. Let's talk Clash at the Castle, Brian Gerwitz, and more. Brian Clark writes in on a bevy of information. Now, WWE will be turning to the Capital One Arena on December the 5th for Monday Night Raw. This is currently on pre-sale at Ticketmaster.com. WWEShop.com is now selling Clash at the Castle t-shirts. You can get those before the big event happens next month. Now you can check out the latest of Sessions with Renee podcast, and this week it features former WWE creative writer Brian Gerwitz. You may not know Brian Gerwitz, but you definitely know his work. The longtime WWE writer rose to popularity, the seventh most powerful position within the company of the WWE. He was writing for people like The Rock, telling his best stories in a brand new book called Just One Problem. But before he does that, he's going to chat with Renee about breaking into the wrestling business, getting ribbed on his first day, and why he can't avoid the XFL, and crucially what he thinks about Triple H taking over WWE Creative. All of that and so much more, once again, on the next episode of Sessions with Renee, which you can go ahead and download anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With more information on all that, continue to follow eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Bobby Fish is coming in at this hour. Bobby Fish has announced that an undisputed elite podcast, well, it's in the works. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. During a recent viral signing for KNS WrestleFest, AEW star Bobby Fish revealed that there's plans in place for an undisputed elite podcast. Now, Fish told fans to watch out for it sooner than later. This is what he had to say. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for purchasing some stuff or being such great fans and always coming out to the signings we have and our matches. All of this great stuff and all these great figures can be yours. Keep your eyes peeled for the undisputed podcast coming to podcast platforms everywhere. Bobby Fish says that will be sooner than later. With more information on this, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be forthcoming about what you can expect from the upcoming podcast from the Undisputed Elite. Matt Cardona is making news at this hour. Matt Cardona says he's forgiven Blake Christian following the torn bicep injury that had him sidelined for months. Ryan Clark writes in this hour for eWrestling News. Matt Cardona took to Twitter today to reveal that he's forgiven Blake Christian following his torn bicep injury. Now, for those unaware, Christian was in attendance at the wedding renewal vows at GCW Homecoming this past Sunday. This is what Cardona wrote on social media. I have forgiven Blake Christensen for tearing my bicep. This guy is a class act. He even showed up to my wedding and we hugged it out. I wish him well in his future endeavors. And ladies, he is single. Hashtag GCW Homecoming. Now, Cardona has been out of action since the GCW Downward Spiral event earlier this year when he officially tore his bicep. It looks like Cardona is on the road to recovery and he should be back in action in the very near future. With more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Triple H, the game is making news at this hour. Triple H discusses his creative approach for WWE and creating some iconic characters. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during today's second quarter financial earnings conference call, WWE head of creative and talent relations Paul Levesque, also known as Triple H, commented on his creative approach in trying to put iconic characters 
characters and amazing storylines. Now, on his creative approach to WWE, Levesque had this to say, The opportunity is in front of us, and it's massive, and it's a great job right now. First day on the job, I'm thinking, what are we doing? What's going to be the first thing that's going to happen? For me, I've been doing this for such a long time from behind the scenes and working in creative for most, almost all of my time in WWE. I'm approaching it from a, this is the first day of what we're going to be doing moving forward. What's working, what's not working. And for an overall picture, we're going to evaluate things. All this comes down to even the smallest details. Everything really has to fall into place. Now, in addition to that, what he had to say about iconic characters, creating them and having new people for WWE fans to follow. He says it all comes down to doing the same thing it's been since the beginning. Create iconic characters, putting them in amazing storylines and, and whatever works for those characters and the best for them going forward. Now it's an opportunity for us to not only engage with the stars, but for our fans as well to create new stars as well as create a platform that everybody can obviously enjoy. The bigger we get, we see more options coming. With more information on Triple H and his views on creative, now that he is in charge, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming. Star of of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and now AEW. Lance Archer is making news today. He reveals what exactly it takes to become a top guy in AEW. This is what Lance Archer had to say. This business, as you know, is other people making decisions. What is it going to take? It's going to take that person, those people, those moments to make those choices and decisions to put me in those positions. Not that I've been in bad positions. I've been in great positions, but I've just never been in the position. I think it's a matter of time. Hopefully, I don't run out of time in my career. Lance time is now and we're going to make sure it happens and nothing is going to stop that. Lance Archer is in the main event of New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax. Kata is defeated Lance Archer to win Block A. With more information on Lance Archer, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Teddy Long is making news at this hour. The former SmackDown general manager is talking more about his favorite role when he was in WWE. Now many fans remember Teddy Long from his time in WCW. They also remember his time in WWE. What was his favorite role? This is what Teddy had to say. During a recent appearance on the Muscle Man Malcolm podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long commented on his Hall of Fame induction and what his favorite role in WWE was. He talks about what his role was like being the SmackDown general manager. My favorite job I really had was being general manager of SmackDown. That was a big opportunity for me and I just wanted to be able to show Vince McMahon that I could pull it off and that I could be the guy and he gave me the opportunity. And that's exactly what I did. So being general manager of SmackDown, I think, was the greatest job I'd had. But managing guys like Ron Simmons and Butch Reed and Rodney Mack and Mark Henry and all of their different guys that I managed in my career, Ice Train, I had a great time with everybody. Man, I really just enjoyed all of it. Now, on finding out about his WWE Hall of Fame induction, this is what he had to say. Maybe a week before it happens, Vince gives me a call to talk to me. And we joked around and we started laughing. And I just was really excited, really surprised because something like the Hall of Fame, I never thought I'd ever get there. I thought that was just for wrestlers, you know? People who have abused their bodies and wrestled every night and got in and out of the ring and lived through all these injuries and still performed. So people like, they know that I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I just didn't think any of that was going to happen for me. But I did a lot in my body of career. I put a lot of wear and tear on this body traveling for the last 20 years. There's a lot of lack of sleep. There's a lot of going to bed at 5 o'clock in the morning and getting back up at 10 a.m. just trying to get in the gym for a workout so I could relieve some stress before I had to be 
on TV. I know it's stressful. You're stepping into their whole nother world. So you always got to be ready. So that was really kind of the way it went down. If you'd like to find out more about what Teddy Long had to say about his run in wrestling, specifically in WWE, Ryan Clark has this article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Kevin Nash is making news at this hour. Kevin Nash is heaping praise on Triple H following last night's Monday Night Raw. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, Kevin Nash was a big fan of last night's Raw. The WWE Hall of Famer took to Twitter earlier today to give some high praise to Triple H, who is now in charge of the creative. This is what Nash wrote on Twitter. Raw produces again. Drew, KO, Lashley, AJ, Theory, Ziggler, pay-per-view worthy matches, little things that the guys were doing, holding onto the ropes, being on the apron, keeping the action going and the intensity very high. This Triple H guy seems to know what he's doing. He's got an incredible grasp on everything in the wrestling game. He just keeps bringing it. With more information on the responses from last night's Monday Night Raw, continue following E-Wrestling News and we will have more information. Chris Jericho is making news at this hour. The former AEW World Champion is saying Tony Khan nixed a heel remix of his Judas theme song. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on the Swerve City podcast, AEW wrestler Chris Jericho commented on always almost wanting to do a remix version of Judas' theme song for his heel turn for the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, AEW president Tony Khan, he ended up nixing the idea. Now, this is how it all went down on nixing a remix of Judas. When I turned heel and we started the Jericho Appreciation Society, Rich Ward actually came up with a remix of Judas. It was a little less sing-songy, and it was just different, but Tony didn't want it. He wanted to keep the original song. A lot of people go, you're such a heel. Why do you have a song that everybody wants to sing to? He had a great point. If we kill the song, then one week you get heat, and then what do we do with your music then? Then you have to have new ring music. Well, we didn't want to have to keep changing something. Look, it's organic. The audience loves it. They love singing with Judas. Why would you want to cut your nose off in spite of your face? And then what about the trademarks for the show? And there's a lot of things to consider. Am I a bad guy? Well, think about it. Does it really matter anyway? Now, Jericho also went on to talk about how they decided to keep the regular version of the song. He would go on to say, you're killing a great moment just because you don't want people cheering. The whole concept of what wrestling is, is to get people cheering and get people involved. Once the match starts, I'll get the heat that I need. The song is so much of a hallmark for AEW and Dynamite. Brian Gerwitz is making news at this hour. Brian Gerwitz reveals John Cena was considered for the Evolution faction when he was writing in WWE. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on the Kurt Angle Show, former WWE creative writer Brian Gerwitz commented on the writers in WWE considering John Cena for the Evolution faction and why the idea never ended up happening. Now, on WWE writers discussing John Cena, this is what he said. It was a big what if, and really what can I say? I want to point out that it was discussed many, many times. That was during the time Mark Jindrak, who was going to be the fourth member of Evolution. I do remember, I didn't know if it was said to anybody, but I was like, what about that John Cena guy joining Evolution? What happens if we did that? Again, it was tossed out for a couple of minutes. At the time, he was just the rapping John. He had a great match with Kurt, but what about John? What about this ruthless aggression? With more information on this, continue following eWrestling News as Brian Gerwitz talks about not only Christian, but other concepts in WWE that had been discussed in the writer's room. Some worked and some didn't. You could find this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is scheduled for a big push in WWE now that 
Triple H is in control of creative. Drew McIntyre discusses being able to reinvent his character in WWE. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on Inside with Chris Van Vliet podcast, WWE superstar Drew McIntyre commented on being able to reinvent his character upon returning to WWE, his excitement for Clash at the Castle, and so much more. Now, specifically on WWE's return to the UK for the big event called Clash at the Castle. What did Drew have to say? He went on to say, When I say that I dreamt of moments like this when I was a kid, I dreamt of main eventing WrestleMania and all these big moments seemed attainable. In my mind, they were attainable, but nothing else that I believe could happen. Coming from Scotland to the WWE, but the idea of main eventing a UK stadium show, the level of SummerSlam 1992 never seemed plausible. It didn't make sense. We weren't going to run a UK stadium show again. Then something happened. I actively started talking about it. I actively pursued asking questions for years about if that could happen back in Europe, especially when I was the WWE champion. I had a lot more media going around at that time, especially high-profiled media. Thankfully, I guess, there were some talks going on behind the scenes that I didn't know about, and it got to the point where I talked about it so much, somebody had to say, do you know something you shouldn't know? I said, no, what are you talking about? And I just got certain feelings that something else was happening back Backstage. You know what you're doing? I think something's going to happen. I think we're going to do something over in the UK again. And thankfully, it worked out. If you'd like to hear more about what Drew McIntyre had to say about his big moment that's going to be happening at Clash of the Castle, continue following eWrestling News and Ryan Clark as more information will be coming forward about this monumental event taking place over in the UK. WWE and Netflix are making news at this hour. WWE believes Netflix is interested in buying Raw and SmackDown. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. WWE fans could soon be tuning into Netflix to catch their weekly fix of Raw and SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown are currently hosted by the USA Network and Fox, respectively. Now, as part of their lucrative TV deals, both might be coming up. Now, this week, WWE hosted its quarterly earnings presentation hosted by Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, and Triple H, along with Frank Riddick. Now, there were several things that were discussed. During the presentation, Nick Khan addressed the future of Raw and SmackDown when their current contracts do end up expiring. Khan said he believes that the popular streaming service has a great interest in WWE right now. This is what Khan said. On Netflix, we've been saying on these calls for many months that we believe Netflix is looking to enter the live space. We got confirmation this past quarter when Netflix made a bid for the rights for Formula One. We believe Netflix's appetite for live programming will only increase. Now, there have only been reports about WWE selling, but would this continue to happen? There's Apple, Netflix, Disney Plus, and other platforms that currently right now are rumored to be interested in buying WWE. Now, WWE's current deal with their TV partners is through 2024, so there's still a lot of time left on their contract. Now, addressing the possibility of a sale, WWE co-CEO Steffi McMahon said, they will do what's best for the company. Whatever that may mean, you can read the tea leaves. If you'd like to find out more, continue following eWrestling News and more information about everything WWE will be coming forward. Rey Mysterio is making news at this hour. The phenomenal high flyer from Mexico is admitting that he kept some of CM Punk's hair as a souvenir from a match. During a recent interview with Alex McCarthy for Inside the Ropes, WWE superstar Rey Mysterio 
brought up his 2010 feud with CM Punk, which culminated in a Straight Edge Society pledge versus hair at Over the Limit 2010. Now, Mysterio admits that he kept some of CM Punk's hair, which he shaved off CM Punk's head after he won the match. Now, what did he have to say about still keeping that hair to this day? Ray would go on to say, I still have some of that hair in a Ziploc bag with a date written on it. That's what we do in Lucha Libre. When we have a mask versus mask, if you win, you take your opponent's mask. You keep it as a trophy. If you do a mask versus hair or hair versus hair match, you would do the same. I learned it from my uncle just growing up in Lucha Libre. My uncle would collect the hair of his opponents and put them in a little baggie and date it and label it with his opponent, where it was and when it happened. It was kind of like a souvenir, or a trophy if you will. So I do still have CM Punk's hair in a little Ziploc baggie right near my photo albums. Now his relationship with CM Punk, this is what he said. He was really cool to work with. I always thought he was great. Still to this day, we have a great relationship with Phil. Punk is a great guy. Despite his problems in WWE, we have always gotten along well. Now, during his time, he let me be me, and I was always grateful, and he was always careful with me. With more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestlers, and more information about Rey Mysterio will be forthcoming. WWE and AEW contracts are making news at this hour. WWE contracts AEW stars who are still under contract. Fightful Select is reporting that AEW source told them that notable AEW talent who are under contract reported to All Elite Wrestling Management how WWE have reached out to them about coming to the company. Now the talent told management that they were unhappy in the company, but they didn't want to leave because they felt that they were still contractually obligated. It was a member of WWE's talent relations department that conducted and contacted said wrestler. A source indicated that the wrestler referred to the call to their representation instead of speaking them to directly. Now, many people know that the contracts of WWE and AEW stars are not something that should be discussed publicly, but as we know in the social media world, contracts do get talked about and floated around regarding the expiration dates. More information on all of this and what may be happening when certain contracts expire, continue listening to eWrestling News and we will have more information on all of it. AEW and WWE continue to battle it out, but you know what else is happening? WWE star confirms that he unfortunately is not going to battle it out at Clash of the Castle. He's going to miss the event. WWE Clash of the Castle will be the promotion's biggest UK event in nearly 30 years, but it's going to go on without AJ Styles. Styles, who joined WWE in 2016, has become one of the biggest stars in the promotion, becoming a two-time WWE champion and capturing the Grand Slam in 2021. Now, it was reported in an interview with Inside the Ropes that Styles revealed he will not be making the trip for the September 3rd event. He would go on to say this, I love to put on a show. I just don't know if I have a storyline or anything. You know what? It's just a shame. There are plenty of other performers that have great stories, so I'm not saddened by the fact that I won't be there because I know other guys are going to have such a great night with so many great matches. Now, this will mark the third consecutive premium live event that Styles has missed, not after being booked for SummerSlam 2022 or even Money in the Bank 2022. No explanation has been given right now for his absences, as the former champion is not even injured or taking any time off. WWE Clash of the Castle will take place on September the 3rd at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales. For more information on the big event, continue following E-Wrestling News and WWE, and more information will be released. Stephanie McMahon is making news at this hour. Stephanie McMahon says she offered to take the role of CEO in WWE. Now, WWE announced the company's second quarter earnings earlier today. Also, co-CEO Stephanie McMahon took part in a financial earnings call, and she discussed her role as the new 
co-CEO of WWE. Now, this is talking about her role. I've worked in WWE ever since I was about eight years old, modeling merchandise for our then catalog. I was in various capacities. My parents couldn't afford a nanny when we were being brought up in the business, so on the weekends, I would sit there as the receptionist at the headquarters. I worked my entire life in the business, and I loved the business. I took a leave of absence, realizing I needed a little bit of time with my family, given the grueling schedule and its nature. I got about three weeks, which is a lot more than most folks get. I was not forced into returning as CEO and chairwoman as an interim position. I offered. That was an opportunity for me to come back and be a part of this company that I love and I have the opportunity to now lead it in the future. This business is something I believe in to my core. I believe that the impact we make on people's lives, not only growing the business, but I believe we have so many opportunities that have been laid out for all of us. But because of the impact we make, we truly bring people together for generations all over the world in all different backgrounds. We give them great relief and entertainment and an opportunity to come together. It's a very rare and unusual special event. Whatever we can do to continue to deliver on that promise is what we will do. For more information on Stephanie McMahon returning and becoming the co-CEO of WWE, continue following eWrestling News and more information is forthcoming. Eric Bischoff reckons Tony Khan books wrestling like a 14-year-old. What does Easy e mean when he says that? Well, Kyle Dunning is writing in at this hour. While speaking to Shaq Wrestling, WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff discussed Tony Khan and the AEW product. Bischoff was highly critical of Tony Khan's booking, how he isn't reaching a broader audience. Now, below are some of the headlines. Bischoff on Tony Khan. AEW is a super meaningful alternative, but to this point, Tony Khan refers to WWE as competition. Tony, wake up. They're not competition. You haven't taken any of the market share. Your audience is not growing on television, and there's not even a comparison in terms of financial perspective, in terms of a revenue generation. So exactly how are you being competitive? If you're not taking market share, if you're not even in the same conversation as revenue, then that's the beginning of the end of the comparison conversation. You're either taking market share or you're not. You're the equal when it comes to finance or you're not. And guess what? Right now, they're not even close. Now, Eric Bischoff also says that he believes Tony Khan books like a 14-year-old would. This is what Bischoff had to say. If Tony Khan is smart, and I know he's very, very smart, a lot smarter than me in a lot of ways, I don't exactly think he's got the creative instinct in his body. I think what he's doing is reviving and reliving a childhood memory he had. You know, of ECW and the indie scene and those super matches. He's booking, in my opinion, like how a 14-year-old would. How you would do if you had lots of toys to play with. But I'm not seeing any stories. We've seen the wrestling audience change. The AEW audience is what it is. But it's an excuse for having a super match or a dream match. At the end of the day, he needs to look at some of the things and the way he's booking matches. Now, on whether Tony Khan sees himself, or even if he thinks Tony Khan wants to compete with WWE. If Tony Khan is really smart, and if his goal really is to compete with WWE, he needs to look at what works in WWE in terms of storytelling from that perspective. He's got to wake up one day and realize that being a dirt sheet booker and catering to the internet wrestling community is a wonderful thing, because your name is always on the internet all the time. But it's AEW. It's not going to grow beyond that certain point, and because only so much can happen, because you're only serving such a small portion of your audience. You're not reaching out to the broader audience. Not everyone breathes, sleeps, and eats wrestling anymore, you know? The internet 
audience does, but there is more that you can do. I don't want to say passive, but a less committed viewing audience is the one that's watching wrestling right now. For more information on what Eric Bischoff had to say about Tony Khan, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Once again, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the information happening in the world of professional wrestling. We're a one-stop shop podcast that is produced daily to give you all the information on everything that's happening in the world of wrestling. It's available to you anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's talk some more headlines. Let's discuss what's happening in Impact Wrestling. A number one contenders match is set right now for Impact Wrestling. A number one contenders match is set for this week's episode of Impact Wrestling. A six-man elimination match will determine the next challenger for the Impact World title. The match was announced on Monday with Moose, Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, Steve Macklin, Bandito, and Rich Swan as all being competitors. Now, the action will go down Thursday night's episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV. Their winner will go on to face champion Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory. This is the first match that has been announced for Thursday's event. It will be Eddie Edwards versus Steve Macklin versus Moose versus Sammy Callahan versus Bandito versus Rich Swan in a six-way elimination number one contenders match. If you'd like to find out more, follow Impact Wrestling on social media and on Twitter to find out more information of what will be happening. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour that former WWE referee Scott Armstrong is now officially under contract with Impact Wrestling. PW Insider is reporting former WWE referee and producer Scott Armstrong is now working for Impact Wrestling. Armstrong stated that the company and he came to terms on an agreement. Now he will be a referee and a producer. Armstrong officiated the Knockouts Championship match between Jordan Grace and me. Him already. For more information on Scott Armstrong, he also has a podcast you can find anywhere fine podcasts are made available. And remember, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Let's talk a little bit about Jordan Grace, Honor No More, and so much more. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Honor No More lives on. On Friday night's Impact Wrestling Emergence pay per view, the faction defeated the Bullet Club. The stipulation going into this match was that if the Honor No More were to have lost, they'd have to break up. Now with the win, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett have earned shots at the Impact World Tag Team Championships against the Bullet Club members, the Good Brothers. If you'd like to find out more about this, continue following Impact Wrestling on all forms of social media as more information about what the next step will be for Honor No More. Let's talk about the Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. Impact Knockout Tag Team titles, they changed hands at the Emergence pay-per-view. Joshua Jones is writing, on Friday night's Impact Wrestling Emergence pay-per-view, Chelsea Green and Deanna Peraza defeated Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary to become the new Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. This marks the end of Valkyrie and Rosemary's 54-day title reign. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward about all the details in Impact Wrestling. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Impact Wrestling ratings are officially in. Now, the numbers are in for Thursday night's Impact Wrestling. According to Showbuzz Daily, the August 11th edition of Impact Wrestling drew 131,000 fans. Now, this is up from the 115,000 fans that watched the show last week. Now, the demo rating held steady with a .03 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo. Now, this is the same number the show did the past two weeks. Show was ranked 131 
amongst cable's top 150 shows. For more information and the analytics of what's happening with Impact Wrestling, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. With that being said, those are all the headlines that are happening right now as of Tuesday, August 16, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the late-breaking information, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. Remember, it's a one-stop shop podcast that prevents you from having to scour the websites or be on your phone so you can get all the latest information of your favorite star and your favorite promotion. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network.